honored this morning to have many visitors with us. As always, we appreciate your coming, and we hope that our time together may be enjoyable in the sense that we study God's Word together and we learn more of what God would have us to do. Before I begin our lesson this morning, however, uh, this past Friday afternoon, Brother Steve Smith came by the building and asked that we have prayer together. He said that he had not used his tongue as a Christian should at times, and he wanted to be forgiven of that, and uh, we have prayer together. And uh, I mentioned to him that we would announce that this morning. So I encourage you to remember Steve in your prayers as well as when he has surgery this Friday because it will be a, a very serious surgery. This morning, I'd like to begin by asking the question, are you trying to hide? And I don't know how many of you as children played the game hide and seek. I would imagine just about all of us did. That was one of my favorite games because I could win at that one. I could find, I know it's hard to believe, but I actually was small for my size when I was a little boy. And I could find places to hide, generally in cabinets somewhere or under a wash tub, and I could generally win at the game hide and seek. The truth is, many people today are trying to hide if you've watched your television over the past few days, you will notice that two sports figures have been uh, very much in the news. The Notre Dame football player, Manti Teo, uh, has been in the news because supposedly he had a girlfriend that didn't exist. And uh, some of you have heard his attempt to try to explain and now, after having done all that, he's trying to hide. He doesn't want anybody to ask him any more questions. Some of you may know the famous athlete, Lance Armstrong. For many years now, he has tried to hide the fact that he took performance-enhancing drugs and has lied about it. And only this past week did he admit to the fact of what he had done. And again, he's another man who's tried to hide. People today want their privacy. They don't want people to know who they are, where they are, what's happening in the, with them. And in some senses, we have lost a sense of our privacy. Uh, you can take a little time to Google your own name if you'll get on the Internet, and you'll be surprised. It'll tell you who you are, where you live, and many more things that you wish people didn't know about you. The truth is, is that when it comes to hiding, people would like to hide things. And there's sometimes people do have a good reason to hide. Let me give you a couple of illustrations. From the Old Testament, we read about David, or excuse me, not David, but about Moses and his parents in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. I dare say most of us, if we had a child and we knew that the government had given a decree that that child was to be killed, we'd try to hide our child. As you go a little further in the Old Testament and you think about David, in 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 2, David and Jonathan are in a conversation and Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. 
Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. If we knew someone was trying to kill us, I dare say most of us would want to hide. And particularly if our life was being threatened directly as was David's. But woe to those who try to hide from God. Brother Ken read just a few moments ago from Isaiah 29, verse 15. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us? Who knows us? There are people who try to hide what they are doing from the Lord. As you go to the book of Numbers, chapter 32 and verse 23, you find the children of Israel, the three tribes, or the two and a half tribes that wanted to stay east of the Jordan River. Moses told them, you're going to have to go fight with your brethren. And if you do not go fight with your brethren, be sure something's going to happen to you. He says, but if you do not do so, then take note. You have sinned against the Lord And be sure your sin will find you out. You can't hide from God. This morning I'd like to look at three things. Number one, I'd like to ask the question, why do people want to hide? I think it's worth our time exploring that. Number two, who tried to hide from God? We can open our Bibles and we can find a lot of people trying to hide from God, trying to hide from their fellow man. And then number three, what does one learn from Scripture? If I just simply open my Bible and I try to go through and see some important passages that relate to this, what do I learn from it? And then we'll try to draw all of this together at the end. Some questions make us feel uncomfortable. I know there are times that when someone preaches from the pulpit like this and I ask questions, it may not bother you because that question is just sort of generic. It's sort of to everybody. But if somebody were to come to you and say, why do you hide things? I mean, ask you directly, what are you hiding? Well... People hide for fear of consequences of being found out. People don't want to have to suffer the consequences of someone finding out, so they try to hide it. For instance, I'm going to give you two or three illustrations here. A person who steals something, they try to hide what they have stolen lest somebody put them in jail for it. You know, if you go steal something from someone else, they will put you in jail. Or they may make you pay a fine or both. You have to realize stealing is wrong, but there are people who do it every day. And they try to hide what they have stolen. A person who commits fornication wants to conceal their sin lest they have to deal with an irate spouse. Over the years since I've been here, I can probably count three or four times when a couple has come or one person has come and said, Tony, I've got a real problem. I have committed adultery. 
Or maybe a husband and wife comes in and one of them says, I have committed adultery or my wife or my husband has. And they're afraid for it to be known, not just for the embarrassment, but for the fact that they're afraid that another husband or another wife finding out may do something that brings about physical harm. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 32 through 35. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds. And dishonor will he get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give him many gifts. What Solomon is saying is there's some things more valuable to a person than money, You mess with her husband, you mess with her wife, you will find a person whose fury that you will not be able to stand before. People have lost their lives because of adultery. And people try to hide it. One who hates another may try to hide his feelings because he wants something from that person. He really has nothing but spite in his heart. But he says nice things, pleasant things. Why? Because he wants something from them. Listen to Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Solomon in that passage is talking about a man, perhaps a king, who will say, eat and drink. And you get ready to eat and drink. And he says, but his heart's not with you. Don't you eat it. Don't you drink it. Come to chapter 26, verses 25 and 26. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Some people cover their bad feelings, there are hard feelings with kind words. Why? Because they want something out of you. They hide their real feelings. People hide because they know others will not approve. Young people, many times, they hide things from their parents even though they know their parents might not discipline them that severely, but they don't want their parents to disapprove of them. One of the sad things that occurred among the children of Israel was idolatry. And some of them who committed idolatry wanted to hide it because they knew others would not approve of them. In Deuteronomy 27:15, Cursed is the man who makes a carved or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. He worships that idol in his closet. And all the people shall answer, Amen. See, people hide all kinds of things because they don't want others to know about it. And I would suggest to you, people hide things that are sinful and they believe that no one will ever find out. 
So many people commit sinful acts and they believe that they will get away with it for the rest of their life. In John chapter 8, there's a very sad set of circumstances that take place. The emphasis we read about it, though, was about their bringing this woman to, before the Lord. But we learn in chapter 8 and verse 3 that they brought to him a woman caught in the very act of adultery. She never thought that she would be caught. Why do people do it? Because they don't believe they'll be caught. People try to hide things because they don't want to think about or deal with them. People sometimes perhaps may get a, a bill, a husband or a wife may get a bill. And they don't want the spouse to know about it. And so what do they do? They go hide it so the other one can't see it. Sometimes we even try to hide things from ourselves. In the parable of the talents of Matthew chapter 25, you know about the five talent and ten talent man. What about the one talent? You go to verse 25, he says, And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, you have what is yours. I hid it. You can say, well, he hid it because he didn't want it to be stolen or didn't want to lose it. That's perhaps true. But he also hid it because he didn't want to have to deal with it. Essentially, to lie is an attempt to hide the truth. When people lie to one another, they're trying to hide the truth from someone else. And every false teacher falls into this category. In just a few minutes, we'll be having our Bible classes. This morning's Bible class downstairs will be from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. and We'll actually study in depth verse 2 of that chapter where Paul says, But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of truth, Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. He said, we don't try to deceit, use deceit or to trick people. We're not trying to hide what we're doing. And I want to end this first point with a question. Are there things in your life that you're trying to hide from your family, from your coworkers? from your friends, and from God. That ought to make us a little bit uncomfortable if there are things in our life that we wish that others wouldn't know, we wish that others wouldn't see. Well, now, with that thought in mind, let's move to the second idea, and that is, what about some people who've tried to hide from God? They try to conceal the things that are going on in their life. Well, let me just carry you briefly through some of these in the Bible. To begin with, Genesis chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. You'll remember God created Adam, then he created Eve. He then put them in the Garden of Eden and told them that they could eat of every tree except one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan tempted Eve. She ate. She gave to Adam. He ate. And after they ate, they looked at one another and they realized they were naked. Didn't have any clothes on. 
And you come down to verse 9, Then the Lord called Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I was naked and I hid myself. God's answer to him is, Who told you you were naked? You see, Adam and Eve became aware of their situation and they were trying to hide it. That's a natural response. But did they hide from God? Did they get away with it? No. God knew who they were, where they were, what they had done, and the consequence of their sin. If you go a little bit further to the book of Joshua... The children of Israel are now conquering the promised land. They've gone to the city of Jericho and they've conquered Jericho. The next little city on the horizon is the city of Ai. It's not a very big place. We don't need very many men. They were soundly defeated there. And that defeat was something that created a lot of question and confusion in the minds of people. Why do we get beaten by such a small group of people? Because there's sin in the camp. Who sinned? And they began to go by family and by tribe, and they got down to a man by the name of Achan. And you go to verses 20 through 22. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel, And this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them, I took them, and there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers. They ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent with the silver under it. You know the problem? He stole from God. Everything that was in the city of Jericho was devoted to the Lord. It was God's. And Achan took it. He thought that he'd take all that stuff and he'd hide it in his tent. Nobody would ever find it. God knew it was there all along. David David is such a remarkable example of a man trying to hide his sin. All of us are aware of what occurred with David, how he committed adultery with Bathsheba. After he committed adultery with her, it was found out that she was with child. And David wanted to conceal what had happened and make Uriah, Bathsheba's wife, think that he was the father of the child. So we come to 2 Samuel chapter 11. David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house, and the gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of the Lord and did not go down to his house. See, David said, Go to your house, and he he didn't do it. Verse 13 Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him and made him drunk. And at evening he went down to lie down in his bed with the servants of the Lord, but did not go down to his house. Third attempt, verse 15, and he wrote dead letters saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him 
that he may be struck down and die. David's trying to hide his sin. David realized, I can't hide from God. One of the saddest and yet most eloquent of the Psalms is Psalms 32. I want you to listen as I read those first few verses. Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my groans grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. David said, when I tried to hide, it just overly oppressed me. Some people are carrying guilt around with them, just like David did. They've been trying to hide their sin, and you can't keep hiding it. Jonah, God told him to go to the city of Nineveh and tell them to repent. Jonah didn't like the Ninevites. He was a loyalist and did not want the Ninevites saved. So when God said to go, here's what he did. He went the other way. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare, went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And you know what happened. They ended up having to throw Jonah over the ship to keep the ship from sinking. When Jonah was thrown over the ship, he was swallowed by the great fish. When the great fish spit Jonah out, Jonah did what God told him to do. Sometimes we think we can hide from God. We can go where we want to go, do what we want to do, and God won't see where we're at, and he sees every time. Judas. If you go to the book of John, you'll learn a lot about Judas. I want to go to chapter 12 to begin with. When Jesus was being prepared... His body was being anointed. Judas pitched a fit because of the ointment that was used. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not because that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the money box. And he used to take what was put in it. Judas was the treasurer of the apostles and our Lord. You might think when he said, oh, let's sell that, let's give that money to the poor, that he really cared about poor people. But John reveals to us he was a thief. Now let me show you how well concealed this was. We go to chapter 13, next chapter. Go to verses 26 through 29. Jesus had said, 
I'm going to be betrayed by one of you. And they're all looking around. Well, is it me? Is it me? And here's why the Lord responded. It is to he, he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. And then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. Stop there for just a moment. What you do, do quickly. Judas has been identified. Judas knows he's going to betray the Lord. Jesus knows he's going to betray him. What about everybody else? But no one at the table knew for what reason he had said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money box that Jesus had said this to him, buy the things which we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. You want to know how well Judas concealed his theft? When Jesus says, do what you do quickly, everybody was thinking, well, he's got to go buy some food. He's got to go give some money to the poor. You can fool man, but you can't fool God. Ananias and Sapphira, Acts 5, verses 1 through 4. There's a lot to learn about this passage. They had a piece of land. They sold it, brought the part of the proceeds, and laid it at the apostles' feet. That's verses 1 and 2. The problem was not that they didn't give it all. The problem was they said they gave it all, and they only gave a part of it. Verse 3, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back a part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? After it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? For you have not lied to men, but to God. They thought they had it hid, not from God. Day of judgment's coming, and there are people who are going to think, I can hide from God then, and they can't. Revelation chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, man, hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. You can't hide from God. And very quickly, there's some numerous passages that show us how futile it is to try to hide from God. Psalms 90 verse 8. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. Job 34, 21, Elihu says, For his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all his steps. Proverbs 9, 13 through 18. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple, knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the high places of the city to call to those who pass by who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here and as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. 
We're warned. Sin, she'll say, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. You'll enjoy it. Just try it. He doesn't realize that's the path to hell. Ecclesiastes 12, 14, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Jeremiah 23, 24, Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do not I fill the heaven and the earth, says the Lord. Daniel 2, 22, He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. Mark 4.22 For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that should not come to light. Hebrews 4.12 and 13 For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now the key verse, verse 13 and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes with whom we must give an account. If those verses won't convince you, I don't know what else would. Now let's bring it all together. What's the proper solution for my sins, for your sins? Should I somehow try to be more careful to hide things a little better so that no one else will see? That's not the right answer. Proverbs 28, 13, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Folks, don't carry the burden of trying to hide things. Take care of it. You can come clean now. When I look in the Bible, I find people who realize that it's time now to come clean. In Mark 1 and verse 5, Then all the land of Judea and those in Jerusalem went out to him, and all were baptized him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. I'm a sinner, and I need the forgiveness that is provided through the blood of Christ. And Acts 19 and verse 18. Those people at Ephesus, having learned the importance of standing before the real God of heaven, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. This morning, you have an opportunity to deal with the problems in your life you've got something that you've been trying to hide, it's time to deal with it. Don't hide it anymore. Confess that sin. If it's between you and the Lord, you need to say to the Lord, God, I've been trying to hide this from you, and I know that I can't. I'm sorry for what I've done. And if it's a sin that others know about, it's public sin, you need to confess it so that your brothers and sisters in Christ know about it as well. They know not about the sin, but they know about your repentance. And know that you're standing right before the Lord. And if you're not a Christian this morning, 
the greatest thing that you can do is to acknowledge the fact that you really need the Lord, that there's sins in your life, and you believe in Jesus, and you're willing to repent of those sins and be baptized for the remission of your sins. If you need to respond, would you come as we stand and sing?